we're the McCall family. We've been renting from Seagull Outfitters since 2008. And the reason we do that, they were recommended to us by a relative of my brother. And we weren't steered wrong. They provide great equipment. It's reliable equipment. The trip planning they help us with, always good. The food, always good. And they're good people. Part of the appeal to me coming up here is the relationship with the people that know Quetico better than I do. And Debbie does. We get the full outfit. So I come up with clothing and fishing gear. And then she provides tents and sleeping bags and food and cooking equipment and canoes and everything else. And it, it works great. It's easy. It's t- trouble-free. We don't have to drive across country with canoes on the roof of our car or anything like that. Plus, they know the local conditions. Plus, they know what local conditions dictate about equipment. And we just benefit from their experience. I'd recommend it very highly. And she and her people know the area well, and they can give good recommendations for people that are doing it for the first time or have been do- doing it for a while and need a change of pace. Go to a different place or fish in a different way. Good stuff. This is the WTIP Boundary Waters Podcast. This is the wilderness that Dave and I were both introduced to as kids. You know, our first wilderness camping experiences were in the Boundary Waters. And in summer, you wake up, you swim through the lake, you have breakfast, then you can relax, you can go paddling, you can go hiking. We've done this trip before to Horseshoe Lake, and I remember catching walleye there before. I went on a canoe trip in the Boundary Waters, and it's, it was really cool. It was my first time. The route from Ram Lake back to Poplar Lake with, with no packs, with, with only a day pack, uh, we take it in one day. Well, you can look to Venus, you can look to Mars. I will set my sights by the northern star and in the deep dark blue. Oh, and in the deep dark blue, come the northern light. Welcome to episode 97 of the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast. My name is Peter Cranenberg, and I am one of the Cache Bay Rangers over at Quetico Provincial Park. And I'm Matthew Baxley. And I'm Joe Fredericks. We're in Quetico today, Saginagon's Lake, looking out at where the falls flow in silver falls and it's just a beautiful day what are you seeing out here matthew i see some towering white pines some rocky boulders pristine waters and a cash bay ranger (laughs) peter thanks for coming into quetico with us and spending some time we're going to head back to the cash bay ranger station here after this brief paddle that we've made into Saginagons. Caught some lovely fish here today on barbless hooks, of course. Uh, and how's this paddle been for you coming in here today, Peter? It's it's always beautiful. Like we mentioned on the, the way out there, it's a new paddle every time. And so this might be my new backyard now, um, a route I've done a few times, but seeing cliffs I hadn't noticed before, eagles that I weren't aware was around, at least last time I was here. Uh, and then it's also fun being with two people who are experiencing this lake for the first time. And, and it sums up a bit of what we do at Cache Bay is prepare people for the wilderness and then get to enjoy their stories of, of the new things they see and find. And 
I experience it with new eyes every time and then with new ears every time a group comes back. And so hearing what you see is, is special for me too. Well, we've got uh, a lot to catch up on back at the ranger station and some steaks to put on the grill. And so we've got some portaging and paddling to do. In May 1985, Janice Matichuk arrived as the Cache Bay Ranger. She remained the ranger at the remote outpost in Quetico Provincial Park up until her passing in August 2020. There are new rangers at the Cache Bay Ranger Station in the summer of 2023. Matthew and I spend a few days with them at the ranger station while also exploring Quetico. Over the course of the few days we spent at Quetico talking with Peter and Stacy, we got to watch them engage with canoe campers who were arriving to Cache Bay from all over the United States. Most of those we spoke with had a connection in some way with Cache Bay, including meeting Janice Matichuk at the ranger station. Hi, I'm Dave McCall, and I met Janice the first year that we came up to the Quetico. It's the, uh, my brother and our sons came up for a trip and checked in at the ranger station with Janice. It was a windy day, choppy, bouncing around all over the place. The uh, paddle from Hook Island to the ranger station island took much longer because it was a headwind. After we got checked in, we were heading out up through Silver Falls and coming around the point of the Ranger Station Island, we saw white caps coming in. We were ready for the paddle. We knew it was going to be a long slog to Silver Falls. And we were getting ready to go. And my older brother had uh, his hat battened down and we were ready to rock and roll. But he put his map on the top of his pack that was buckled in, everything's ready. But the, when he came around the point, the wind whipped the map, and he said, oh, let me lean over and grab that map. As he leaned over, he turned the canoe over. So he's in the water, uh, his son's in the water, his packs are floating beside the canoe. My son and I were up and over already, or up and through in the wind. We looked back, and we saw two guys floating beside their canoe, and we thought, hey, we better go back and pick those guys up. So we went back and we tried towing them. We couldn't tow them. We were paddling. They were holding on to our canoe with their canoe and packs in the water. So then we left them there, turning blue, you know, 100 yards out of the shore. And we came up and said, told uh, Janice, she jumped in her motorboat and she went out and drug them in. And after we got, after she got us all on shore, um, she uh, took the two guys who were in the water, took them inside the ranger station cabin, stripped them down naked, put them uh, by her fire, wrapped them in blankets, told them to sit there and drink hot coffee or uh, hot tea or hot beverage. She came back down with all the gear and she started going through the packs that were in the sunk canoe and uh, separating out anything that's wet. So fishing lures, on the picnic table of the dock and then she grabbed all the clothes that they had in those packs and took them into the dryer uh, that she has and she started drying clothes came back in and checked on us 
and went back and to the dock, kept on straightening things, making sure, you know, do you have food? Are you guys doing okay? Started drying stuff. It started getting, they were still blue. She wouldn't let us go until um, they weren't blue anymore. And it started getting late. And she said, I usually don't let anybody do this, but you can camp on my island. But do it up at the North Point. I don't want to hear you. So we had one tent. We put uh, four guys in one three-man tent, which was snug, but at least we were warm. And so that was the first trip of many since then and our first experience with Janice. Not a comparison at all, but there's been a change of the guard. Janice has passed away, and Stacy is new to the park, but you had mentioned something about her as a representative of, of Quetico. Uh, if you want to share any thoughts about Stacy in that capacity. Yep. Yep, so when we came in last Sunday, five day, six days ago, um, we'd been here for several times, and we knew the stick, and we knew what to do, what not to do, and Stacy came in, and she was, I thought she was a great representative because she had everything down, she knew what to do, she was answering questions, she was asking the right questions, um, processed us the, very efficiently, and then... Um, I really appreciated her outlook on the park and or yeah out, outlook on the park because she knew she was representing something greater than us and she wanted us to realize the greatness of what we were partaking in and don't mess around. The news of Matichuk's passing was still fresh for many of the canoe campers who paddled into Cache Bay while Matthew and I were on the island. However, everyone we spoke with was equally as welcoming to Peter and Stacy, the new rangers on the island. Peter and Stacy are both in their late 30s, and in addition to being the new rangers at Cache Bay, they had another milestone this summer. They were married on July 9th. Hi, my name is Stacy Hofer, and I am the other Cash Bay Ranger. Uh, my husband brought me out here, actually. So he worked at Prairie Portage last year, one of the other entry stations, and uh, he got an offer to come back, but the offer included going to a different entry station and to, to bring me along. So I got to tag along and work in this beautiful place for the summer. We love it. I love it. We didn't see we didn't we didn't have any concept of what cash bay would be like before we stepped foot on the island so we came into it with uh like we have an idea because we he worked at prairie and i had gone there to visit last year but there was some unknowns of stepping foot on the island but within moments of stepping foot on that dock it just it was amazing it felt like home very very quickly and uh, we knew there was a lot of history within the park um, and it was just really easy to settle in um, and the paddlers are great that come through we're meeting some amazing people with amazing tales and we're falling in love with this part of Canada and it's hard not to have a great day out here so yeah like Stacy said it, it was one of those moments of we, we didn't know what to expect, at least what it looked like. Um, again, like Stacy had mentioned, being at Prairie Portage gave us an understanding of what is a bit of the life of a interior uh, or remote, remote entry station ranger. Um, we had heard tales of the beauty of Cache Bay. 
And, and to us, it was an unknown island on an unknown lake in a park that we had started to know. It was interesting at the beginning of the season, the capital maintenance crew had flown in to open up the whole place and we we were supposed to meet them here and we were just probably a half an hour too late, which turned out really cool because Stacy and I got to walk up here with no real introduction and, and learn to discover the place a bit on our own. And so being able to look around corners on our own of what is this room? What is this like? And they had obviously set up the place really well for us, but, but to, to be together, the two of us discovering this new place that, that has become our home. Um, and, and Stacy said what brought her here, her husband, obviously Stacy has a, a love for this place too, but to start as this is the first home and only home so far that we have known together as a married couple. And so entering into it in that way also was a, this is not just a cool ranger station on an awesome island in the middle of a beautiful park. This is where we start life together and where we get to enter into to that reality and that adventure. And then it's the gateway to so many other cool adventures in the park too. And so knowing that when we stepped foot on the island was a, yeah, we can, we can do this. This is a, an awesome place to be. My biggest thing starting here, um, and I think one of my biggest hesitations almost was uh, I did not grow up camping or canoeing. My first time in a canoe was three years ago. Um, And so that being not that long ago, uh, and then stepping into a role where I'm helping paddlers who have been through here for decades or never stepped foot in a canoe prior to that morning um it it seemed a little daunting at first and so there was this uh there's a learning process and some days felt like it was a vertical line and sometimes it felt like it was a learning curve and it was really really cool to really just be open and upfront with paddlers about that of like, hey, this is the first orientation that I'm ever doing as a ranger. And they just, the community here is a, a beautiful, caring community. And so what felt like a challenge for me didn't actually end up, like it was challenging, but because of the people that we get to spend our days with, it was easier in the end. There's still a lot to learn. There are lakes in this park that I've seen. There are plenty of lakes in this park that I've never seen, um, but our job is to set up their trips to be successful and fun and to keep them safe. Um, And so there are learning opportunities within that for me with it being my first season with the park. Uh, But the, yeah, like I said before, the people that we get to chat with every day have made what felt like a really big challenge manageable and less scary. Hi, I'm Charlie Kuchenreiter. I'm from Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Hi, I'm Monica Kuchenreiter, also from Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Cool. So you've been uh, to Cache Bay and Quetico previously? Yeah. Uh, one other time when we kind of sparked the magic that is our beautiful relationship here, we paddled through Cache Bay and did the Mac Lake Loop in 2019. Yeah. Um, and Janice was impressed. We did about 100 miles, somewhat unintentionally. We lost a map halfway through. 
Um, and it was her first time ever doing a canoe camping trip. And she's like, you guys did 100 miles your first time ever in the backcountry? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, that's pretty badass. <laughs> um, I remember that she, yes, was very impressed with us. And she also um, was very familiar with one of our best friends named Andy Toth, who comes up here all the time. And we were reminiscing about him and his um, time also in Cache Bay and Quetico. And she was just very friendly face and super nice. Well, uh, Quetico is awesome. Um, but I think mostly because just to get away from it, you know, the wedding is awesome. We had a great time. We had a huge party and it was a ton of fun, but to decompress and to kind of get back here where there's no noise and, you know, the stars and all of that stuff is, it's really cool to get away. And honestly, we wanted to come back sooner, but you know, we went through some adversity with the pandemic and whatnot. So um, having been here once, it was like we've been kind of itching to get back. And we thought this was the perfect opportunity to do it. I'll be honest, Peter was incredibly helpful. Um, we, you know, there were some mix-ups with the entry points. Um, and he was like, yeah, it's not your fault. He was totally understanding. There's, you know, just some changes in the system. And he explained it to us so that when we do this in the future, we're good to go. Um, but like talk to us about our whole route everywhere we're going and like laid it all out for us and you know they're the experts they're here all the time it's been four years since we're here so i'm sure things are a little bit different it's gonna be a different experience and just to have someone that's you know supporting you and then you know ask you to come back on the way out because he's doing the same loop in a week it's like you know it's cool those are the kind of people you want to interact with because like yeah they do it they, they get it they're doing the same thing we are so that's exactly what i think you, you want up here yeah he was very informative and made sure that we knew um, where there was issues, if there were issues, fallen trees, telling us which side of the cut points to go through. So he was just very informative and very nice. Stacey was also very nice. Uh, we talked to her briefly in the dock, showing us some pictographs because that's a big one on our list. So they're both incredibly helpful. And they're, I think it's like the general excitement. You know, they're, they're both like have big smiles on their face. They're excited to see people come in and out. So I think that's Janice was the same way. I think it was just the general excitement of people coming and enjoying the park is, is huge. There was a group that checked in, uh, a group of men, and Peter was the ranger on duty when they started their trip. And uh, there's a store here at the station and people can buy different things. We have books, we have t-shirts, we have playing cards, all sorts of things. Uh, and one of the books that we have had in limited capacity, but one of the books we have is Her Island. And... There have been a lot of people interested in it. Um, we've had to ask other stations to send us some of their copies just because we keep selling them. And so a lot of people are really wanting to buy this book. And we've had uh, some struggles in keeping up with the demand of the book. We had one last copy and this group came in and Peter had explained this is the last copy of Her Island that we have and we don't know if we're going to be able to get any for the rest of this summer. And so he bought it. Um, they went out on trip and Peter was off um, on a solo trip that he was doing when the group was exiting and I was a ranger on duty and I was with another group, they were checking in, and this gentleman walked in with a copy of Her Island and said, I bought this, Peter said it was the last copy, I read it, I loved it, it was really cool to read, but I don't want to leave with this book, I think this book needs to stay 
in Quetico. And I know you guys are having a tough time getting copies of it. And so I'd like to leave it here. And as long as you tell paddlers, hey, bring it back at the end of your trip, read it while you're out there. I just want people to have the opportunity to read it. And the group that was there just kind of looked at him and like they didn't quite know I'd heard from Peter that we had sold the last copy. Um, That was it. And so it was a really, really beautiful moment. He wrote in the book a little note and then that day went by and then I made a little sign um, for the next day when we opened up. I put the book out on a stand that said uh, for you to borrow and return at the end of your trip to the ranger station. And a group of men came in and the one gentleman asked if there were any copies to purchase. I was like, no, but we have this book. It was just like, we created this little library. I explained the story to him and he wanted to read it. And then all of a sudden the other three gentlemen he was with, they were like, oh yeah, I totally read it. I'd read it too. I'd read it too. And they had a longer trip. It was for sure over 10 days. It maybe would have been close to two weeks, but um, they came back a few days ago and paddled up, had the copy of Her Island in their in their Ziploc bag and they handed it back and they had all read it over their trip and it just it was this really really cool moment of um, just a sense of community for people that had never even met and this book is gonna go through the hands of no doubt many many paddlers and they will love it they will smile they will shed tears and they'll learn um, and they'll remember but it starts with one gentleman who wanted the book and then read it and just wanted other people to have um, the opportunity to read it. And it's a, it speaks a lot to the people that come through here and the, how they care about the other paddlers that come through here as well. We cannot fill Janice's shoes. Janice's shoes were Janice's shoes and, and we're creating what is this like now for, for Peter and Stacy, but that was a big question. And we talked about that before getting to the island of we are, are coming on the heels of someone who has been here for 35 years, who knows every tree and rock and portage and campsite. Um, and, and how are we going to, to fit into that and campers who could ask Janice and she would know everything. And now there's the new rangers here who, who don't know those things. And so, like you said, that that has been a challenge. And giving ourselves grace to, it took Janice some time to figure those things out as well. Um, and we get to hear about the trips that she took. And now I get to almost try to copy some of that of, oh, so I do have to go out and I have to learn these things. One thing that has made that challenge a lot easier for us is is the grace we've been shown by everyone who comes through here. We've met so many groups who have come through here for 30 years uh, or, or more um, for several of the groups and who have told us countless stories of Janice, but have also given us the space to find our place and have let us pick their brains. And so we are, we are not above asking someone to tell us about certain portages or about their trip or about what are the falls like right now because we haven't seen them in this particular season uh, and things like that. One of our lines that we tell every group is you don't need to stop by to check out on the way out, but we would love to hear your story and how your experience was because that helps us tell the next group uh, as well. And so we're learning a lot from Janice and and the things that that she has taught other people. And we're learning that from the other people 
uh, and and that's great too. So in roundabout ways, um, we keep learning from Janice too. So this dog here at Cash Bay is named Cash. And we had a chance to figure out the history on that. Hi, I'm Kevin Korth from Madison, Wisconsin. And you decided to name your dog Cash. How come? Yeah, we were just brainstorming names for my new puppy. And uh, it was actually my brother-in-law, Todd, who's with me on this trip. And he just threw out Cash Bay. We love coming through here. Uh, it's always been a great family trip, so yeah. it's stuck, and it's awesome to bring him here. This is the first time? This is his first time, yep. And what's uh, what type of dog are you, Cash? Cash is an Aussie Lab Mix. Huh? And is this his first canoe trip? or? This is his first canoe trip, and the second time he's actually been in a canoe, and he's doing great so far. <laughs> and you had a chance to meet uh, Janice Matichuk? Yeah. Yep, Janice, she was here for like the first four times I came through here, so. What do you think about your interactions with her? Oh, she's a legend. Uh, she was very nice and always gave us great instructions, and we look forward to coming and seeing her here. So, Cash, uh, what do you think about being up here at Cash Bay? Oh, uh, a little too hot for you? One story we love is is one guy who has been here quite a few times looked us looked at us and told us that this was his seventh last trip to Quetico. And just the the beauty in that of he thought one trip seven years ago would be his last trip and he's kept coming back because this this place draws him in. And so meeting people like that who say, I can do one more trip because this is this is my place. Um, it, it's beautiful to hear those things. And then we have other groups who it's their first ever time and they're bringing their young children in and getting to hear those stories when the group goes out. I know Stacy sat down with a, a little girl and looked through 800 photos of her first trip to Quetico. And that's a lot of photos, but seeing the joy in that girl's face of the, the frogs that she saw and the water she paddled and every place she swam, it, those kind of stories are just like awesome. We are the gateway for much more than just a trip into Quetico. It, it can change lives to the point where you come back every year past the time that you said it was your last ever trip. Uh, and so some of those groups stand out for sure. Well, I'm gonna rewind to last year. First day of training, before Peter went to Prairie Portage, Peter called me and said, can I stay here forever? And I knew that that would not be the last time we had a conversation about him coming back or us being in this area. And he loved the summer. Um, and then when the opportunity came for both of us to come here, the conversation started of, okay, what does this look like? And Peter made it very clear he was very open to being here for not just a year, not just a couple, but for a long, long time. And I always said to him that I would give, I can commit to one year um, and we'll, we'll go from there. Um, you know, a lot happens in life and I can, I can do one year. But right now, it's really tough um, to think about it just being a year. 
Um, I've fallen in love with this place quite quickly um, and I would love for it to be next year the year after that if the park will invite us back we would both love that but um, it's four months of the year and there's the other part of the year that we need to figure out so if we can find a balance uh, we certainly would love to come back whether it be a couple years long term whatever that looks like but we are very interested in finding jobs that are flexible and open to the idea of us being with them for eight months and then doing this for four months yeah, and I, I think that's a, a very true answer, a very diplomatic answer. Um, I, I think the long and short of it is this place has a bit of both of our hearts. Um, and if we can make it work, we will be here next year and the next year and the next year. But like Stacey said, the, the, you don't know where life takes you. Um, and we found that out. Lots of people find that out in their lives. Uh, it's funny, we were joking about this earlier today, uh, and I said, if we're back slash when we're back next year, and Stacy said, I think we could probably change it to a when we're back next year. And and there's just a, there's a celebration for both of us in that of we, we can look ahead to the next year already and say, this works. We love it here. We love meeting the people. We have loved watching groups paddle away into Quetico and then leave and say, Peter and Stacy, we'll see you next year. And we've loved being able to genuinely say, we really hope so. We want to be back. We'll see you next year too. And and already, and Stacy talked about the community already in this short time, there's people I really hope are coming back next year because I want to see them again. Um, and and yeah, it is it is our desire uh, for sure to, to make this something uh, that is sustainable for both of us. We're, we're happy out here. We feel healthy out here. Um, we we love the job in the sense of hearing the fun that people have and helping set them up for a safe experience that that is deeply involved, not just paddling by things, but, but paddling into something. Um, and, and we love what we get to do here uh, and what we get to hear from people. So yeah, if we can make this work, we will, we will make it work. And and it's not just an if, it's a, that's our huge desire. Standing here near the dock at the Cache Bay Ranger Station, there's a group of four canoeists, tandem canoes that are paddling up to the Ranger Station. Still a fair amount of distance between us and them from where we stand here on the island. Peter and Stace here talking with Matthew up at the ranger station. Been a marvelous experience to be back here on the island. So grateful for Peter and Stacy for inviting us and Trevor, park superintendent, for allowing this trip to happen. These are still the same trees that Janice looked at and watched grow during her time spent on the island. It's the same dock perhaps even the same faces as this group nears the ranger station. People will always associate the Cache Bay Ranger Station with Janice Matichuk, but there is a changing of the guard that's taking place. I'm grateful to be a part of this experience during Peter and Stacy's first year 
as the Cash Bay Rangers. I just sing when I paddle in Feeling not thinking if the strokes are true We're gonna get through to the other side Out in the night the waves beat the shore You can hear them pounding, you can hear them roar Rule me, rock me in my dreams You can roll me, rock me in my dreams So I like to sing, I love to dance I play the fool if I got the chance All around the campfire light All around the campfire light All around, all around, all around Campfire light. 